Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Married Men Don't Talk. I have a couple of rules and they are absolutely no profanity, no politics, no racial stuff, and this is not Bible study. My name is Darren Smith, the author of How to Stay Married for at least 100 years, and I'll be your host, joined by my co-host, Rodney Turner, Tony Hawkins, and P-Town, Patrice. So uh, without further ado, tonight's topic is who are you married to? This is a fluid conversation, so if you have something to say, please feel free to do so. So all right, with all that said, let's get started. All right, tonight's topic, man, uh, who are you married to? Uh, I would like to throw out a first question. And the first question is, have your wife ever suggested to you that you should be more like another man? i.e. your pastor, i.e. your her father or What's anything like that. Did, brother. Yeah, we gotta jump right in because mm-hmm. we got a we got a good night to talk about. How would you know? Uh, unless she tells you that she wants you to be like Denzel. How would how would you know? Would it be by actions, I guess? No, like if you was to, let's say, if you were to uh, do, be doing something else that you weren't supposed to be doing. You know, let, let's say if something goes falls through, all right, and uh, and she said, well, if you had it, did it like, I wish you was more like the pastor because, you know, now you would know how to get out of this situation and fall on your knees and pray to God. Have, it, have anything, anything ever happened like that? Well, you better not tell me nothing like that. Yeah, you, you gonna, somebody gonna snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so nobody ain't gonna admit that their wife done said that I wish you would be more like the pastor or my father. Yeah, uh, but that's like that's like disrespectful. I think I don't care who it is, even if it's my father. It's, I mean, her father. I think that's disrespectful. You are who you are. She didn't marry them. She married you. Okay, so your wife. Always has never said. You know, I'm not saying it because my wife has said it. I, I'm just asking a question because sure. uh, this is a this is this is a problem in the, in our community. Sure, I imagine so. No, my wife has never said that. If she thought it, she kept it to herself. Yeah, same here for me. I had a had the opportunity to talk to a guy. Uh, today and we're going to do a show in a couple of weeks my next topic um and 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 they were on drugs him and his wife both and he might be on the phone tonight but you know he, he don't mind me sharing his story i already asked him so you know and it came to a point where they it led to drugs because he should have been more like somebody that she can hang out with that was more more her speed so to speak that's what so that's in what order to be more her speed he had to do drugs where it led to that. Oh, okay. So they can have more fun. Oh, now he's trying to Right, to his he wife's circle of friends. trying to please his wife. Yeah. And be and somebody saw, he's not. And I saw an article by Rodney today, and it says had, some guy made a comment, happy wife, happy life, and that's not necessarily true in this case. Okay, my next question is, do you know if your wife have a celebrity crush? As a what now? A celebrity Do you crush? know if your wife have a celebrity crush? Yeah. Yeah. 
Who is he? Yeah. I don't know. I know. You know, you know, these 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 guys come on with the little baby oil and the shirt off. Six pack, you know, you might get a uh out of it. Uh, my wife is the dude from um Why Did I Get Married? The bald headed black dude, dark skinned dude. That was married to Jill Scott in the first one. The one that called oh, yeah, the man. Yeah. I don't know his name. Yuba? Is it Yuba or something? Bald headed dude. I know yeah, he's the one that caused all the trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my wife's crush. I know who you're talking about. My wife got a picture with him. He was at, she saw him at one of these events. The CIW name took a picture with him. I think his name is Yuba something. Rodney, Rodney, who your wife got a crush on? Dooley Hill. Who? <laughs> right. <laughs> Google who is that? It's this guy is huh? an actor on a show called Psych, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have she, have she ever admitted that that brother has something that you didn't have. No. Oh. He actually kind of looks like me. Um, but but the guy you're talking about, um, Ike, is Richard T. Jones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, to your question, Mr. Host, no. My wife told me, well, uh, not my, this was before my wife. There was another girl. That I was dating, and she we was watching. This was a long time ago. So we was watching a show called White Man Can't Jump. I know y'all heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, old Wesley, huh? Yeah, Wesley, man, he pulled off his shirt on the basketball court, and holding my hand, she grunted. Yeah. <laughs> Did she squeeze your hand? She squeezed my hand. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I let her hand go. That? I let her hand go, and uh, and 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 I base my relationship off of that grunt and that squeeze. And later, years later, me and my wife now we were just dating. We weren't, you know, we weren't intimate yet, and we went to this play Tyler Perry, and uh, and this was before the movie uh, Why Did I Get Married came out, and the the big dude Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. What's him? Yeah, it him? Came out with his shirt off, dude. Came out yeah. and uh, he pulled his shirt off, and then she did the same thing. And I and my my wife, my current wife, she squeezed my hand and and and, and did the same thing. <laughs> so, so I started. Oh, to, I, I you know I I thought back to that time, and later on that night I asked her. I said, "You have a celebrity crush?" And she said, "Yeah." And I thought she was gonna say the dude who she was squeezing my hand on, but she told me the Rock. <laughs> oh, oh, yep, that's my wife's crush, too, The Rock. She got the boy from Why Did I Get Married and The Rock, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, of course, you know, you lead into some other question that you don't really want to answer to, but you got to ask them anyway. But, what question you know, is that? And then when they flip it on you, they say, well, who's your celebrity crush? And then, you know, of course, I had to give you that, that you know, give the answer. Like, hey, I ain't got one, you know, because I'm all in her stuff. Nope, nope, nope. I tell, I told everybody on this phone, and I told my wife. I said, if Janet Jackson come around this corner, and I got a shot, it's home. Taking one for the team. 
what would you do? All right. What would I do? He wouldn't do none. He wouldn't do none. He wouldn't do nothing but stand there. Man, would I do what? You talking about? <laughs> you talking about Janet? I'll have to take one for ten. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna be that dude to act like a little girl. Hey, Janet, I gotta go take a picture. I'd have done one of y'all numbers, a groupie number. Just walk up to it, <laughs> like y'all did. You know, y'all did RG three. I'd have just I walked up to. I don't understand why this is a big deal. It ain't. It's, it's huh? a big deal. Is it a big deal that your wife squeezed your hand when she saw Michael J. White take his shirt? I mean, I don't understand. Well, if I seen, if I seen, if I seen uh, you know, Halle Berry take off her clothes on the stage, I'm going to be breaking her hand probably too. <laughs> Okay. Might come out and say, Jesus. Alex Perry don't do much for me. She's crazy in the edge. Okay, okay. man. I don't well, know. whoever it is, I mean, if she's making you squeeze, if she make you squeeze your wife's hand, what's the problem? I don't, I'm, I'm not following. Well, see, you know, you're supposed to play it off on these kind of things. And Why? It, 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 just, just respect. I you mean, know. but. Isn't aren't you attracted? That's not gonna happen. Aren't you attracted to the other sex? That's why you with a woman in the first place. Yeah, but I'm attracted to the one I'm with. You know, not supposedly anybody who, you know. I remember when I was uh, I was in Hawaii and I was walking on the beach and this was my with my ex-wife and I'm walking on the beach and this woman comes by us and she was thonging it out. She had thong and, and tight bikini and I I was so happy when she told me that that's a beautiful woman and I said where and I man she took so much pressure off my neck to so I can be able to turn around and see what I needed to see and it, it just it just it did something it didn't do anything for me but it just shows it just showed me that man I'm not all this godly man that I thought I was at that time I said, I got some work to do. Well, godly or not, you're still going to find women attractive, other than your wife. Celebrity yeah, but you don't, you don't be walking around the beach holding your wife's hand looking at another woman. No, not me, but my wife pointed about for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she did. She, she, my wife points about for me. Now, I can't stare too long. But she's like, there you go. And I look, and I go, oh, yeah, that's nice. And, you know, we have a little joke. She said, what would you do with that? And I make my little joke the best I can and keep on and walking. And do you do the same? Do you point out the dudes for your wife? Yeah. Really? Sometimes I give, sometimes I'll be pointing them old here, Charlie Wilson with the creases and the jeans. But, you know, right now and then, I point, I point out a real contender. I said, there you go. That's your speech. She'd be like, whatever. Come on. You point out dudes for your wife? Yeah. What's the problem? Okay. That's weird. Well, I don't understand the problem. That's weird. I don't What's know if anybody else finds that weird. I think it's it's understandable for a woman to point out a beautiful woman, but for the for the man to say, yo. That's just me right there. That you right there? <laughs> oh, I, I'm I've never sorry. Heard I, that. I've never heard You're the first person I heard say that. Real yeah, talk. Well, real talk. <laughs> It's not a big deal to us, so I don't know. Okay, I got I got I got another question. 
Okay. Now, who has more say so in your home, your pastor or you? It's me. That's an easy one. Me, me. That's me. Yeah. Y'all have your, your wife. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm hung up on that question. You say who got what now? More say so? <laughs> Yeah, my pastor, you so my pastor, I, yeah, is this a metaphorical question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry, that, I'm man. having a hard but, time. But, no, listen, by that I mean, <laughs> have your have your pastor ever gave an instruction for the both of you, and that and 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 you, that you did not agree with, and your wife wanted to enforce the instruction, but going against the. Uh, but you're going against the instruction. You know, for example, my pastor told the church to go on a 30-day fast, and uh, and we and we were supposed to eat certain foods. I ain't agree with that, so I I didn't do it. My wife got upset because she was like, I was going against the man of God. And on the other hand, when I asked her to do something, it's always the question of why doesn't you know why you know why I got to do that? That don't even make sense. But it's like you you would do it for the pastor, but you won't do it for me. It's always a question when Oh I yeah. I was in that situation with my ex wife. My ex wife used to do that all the time with me. Yeah. Well yeah, no, my wife now no my wife said, you know that's a good idea. I think we should do that. What do you think? And if I say no, then we ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is that is that textbook or is that always like it's supposed to, like it always is. That, I mean, it's it's that's the way it is with me. I mean, I I listen to. Her. I ask my wife, well, why do you think we should do it? And I take it, her comments into consideration, and I really think about it. And then if it's something that I know we ain't gonna do, I say, no, we ain't gonna do it. I said, I heard of some situations where some pastors was doing marriage counseling, and they told her to, the husband to do something. They told her, suggested the wife to do something, and. And you know, of course, the husband didn't want to do it, and then the wife, you know, they they uh, continued to seek counsel from the pastor, and you know, he ended up ultimately saying, you know, well, he don't want to work with, you know, he don't want God in the marriage, and it kind of like destroyed their marriage. Now, the question of why why it is, you know, who are you married to? Um, we always have to have this question: Do do um, do you really believe in for better or for worse? Do we really believe in that? To a certain extent. What do you mean? I mean, there's only so worse you will go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, go ahead. I don't understand what you're saying. It's so worse, but it said, but you agreed in your your vows. You said for better or for worse. Right, but how worse? <laughs> and I think we all holding that. You know, we got our hands behind our back with our fingers crossed or whatever. Because we know that worse does have a limit. But there's only so much a man will take from a woman. I mean, am I okay. wrong? Or? No, but give me an example because you agree with it in your vows that you will stay with your wife for better or for worse. Right. So right. And those of us that have been divorced, I mean, yeah, we agreed in that. But uh, there was something that happened. You know, I don't know what and whose fault it was. And the worst was just something that wouldn't allow you all to continue to go forever, no matter whose fault it was. So, you know, we say for better or for worse, but that worst got some strings attached for everybody. 
Does better Some gas people, strings attach to it too? Huh? Does better gas strings attach to it too? Yeah. Yeah. Like a guy that marries his wife, you know, he marries his, all right, let's say the dude is like an average dude and his wife is like fine. And let's say the dude, you know, he start working out, getting in shape, and then women find it in his wife start trying to holler at him. So now he doing better. See what I'm saying? Well, he ain't, but so do he supposed to leave his wife because he's in a better situation because his body look different? Some dudes are weak and they can't handle the pressure. Some dudes do. I'm not saying he's supposed to, but that that comes down to the individual. Some dudes do. They can't handle the the attention because they never had it before. Okay, you know what so I'm saying? What like a nerdy dude. You know, a nerdy dude in school. You know, he's a nerd, he's a geek or whatever. He's not popular. And now he's making a gang, a gang of cash all of a sudden. Married his high school sweetheart. Now he's got all this money. And he's got these plastic chicks hollering at him. And he's not used to chicks of that, you know, that Nicki Minaj caliber trying to holler at him. And, you know, they, they lose their mind. <laughs> Nerds are popular these days. Well, well geek chic is popular. Nerds aren't popular. <laughs> what about you, Rodden? Oh, man. I mean, restate the question for me. Restate the question. Did you really get married for better or for worse? What does that I better did, or yeah. worse mean to you? I, I did. Um, I, You know, I've been married 14 years now, and um, it has been better and it has been worse. And uh, I don't think that, you know, unlike Ike, I think that, you know, um, the the best, betterest, that ain't even a word, but, or the worst of it, you know, I don't I don't see me going anywhere, you know, under those circumstances. I mean, I say that today, you know, but I've been, I've, been, I've had some better and some worse, but, you know, I'm still here. So, I mean, to your question, I, absolutely, I mean, for better or for worse, I, I said it, and uh, at the time I meant it, and, I, you know, I still mean it. And how about for richer or poor? Oh, sure. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, that's just, that's like, I mean, to me, that's the same. It's like one and the same. You know, it's it's kind of one and the same. And uh, we've been pretty, you know, financially been pretty uh, blessed. So, um, but I don't see, I don't see that changing if it, if it changed because I know, my upbringing was more similar to how I live today, you know, versus my wife. So, you know, it's uh, I don't think if we step down, it would be a problem. It'll be, it'll be more of a problem for me than it would be for her. So, Andrew, is there Andrew online too? Yeah. Andrew, what would happen if you was to hit a lottery? Andrew? I'll answer for him. Nothing. Nothing. I'll answer for him. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to keep rolling the same way he's rolling now. Because I found it interesting, you know, I see better as, you know, more, you know, getting more money and you're in a better situation. But according to FoxNews.com, over 95% of lottery winners' lives are one, uh, ruined, starting with the divorce. 
and 65 of them go uh, broke after 15 years. And and I would think that if you got more money, that's a better situation. So why would, why are these people getting divorced? 95, 95%, I mean, not a lot of people hit lotteries, but 95% of the winners end up, the first thing they do is get a divorce. That sounds like people that probably married for the wrong reason from the beginning. The foundation was weak. Yeah, I know. I think if uh, me and my wife won the lottery, I think we'd be just fine. Mm-hmm. Well, all of them say that in the beginning. You know, baby, we hit this lottery. We don't have no problems, but it seems like more money, more problems. Well, for some people it is. I mean, but the money just exposes the flaws in your marriage very quickly. It's an accelerant. So if y'all weak in an area, it's just going to get exposed. If she don't trust you, but she ain't never admitted that she don't trust you and never showed you that she don't trust you, win the lottery. (laughs) See what happens. See what happens. See what happens. So what kind kind of wife are you married to? I mean, when when I say what kind of wife are you married to, uh, a woman that that is uh, strong-minded, strong-willed, strong attitude, pro-black, what type of woman, Ike, are you married to? I'm married to a woman that's all of them things. Strong mind, strong will, very strong morals. I love it. Confident. I love it. It's, uh, I read an article. It's called Wounded Wives versus Widows. All right. And it uh, speaks about how wives amongst almost feel forced to leave their husbands when they have come back from Iraq. Not as the same person. Long story short, the wounded warrior wives ultimately leave their marriage due to stress. Almost feel forced to leave their husbands. Do y'all hear that echo? Yeah, go ahead. Keep talking. Okay, sorry about that. They almost feel forced to leave their husbands due to PTSD uh, that it brings to the household. The kicker is the wife is awarded 50% of the disability check, according to the SSDI, the Social Security Disability Insurance. What do you think the wife would do, your wife would do in this situation? Um, Me, uh, I think that it would be tough. I mean, because PTSD is such a, it's a tough problem. Yeah, so many, I mean, it's it, it depends on what level of PTSD I have. It would be tough. I mean, because PTSD is a tough problem. Yeah, so many, I mean, it's it. Rodney, everything good? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Ike. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, like I said, it just depends on what level of PTSD that I have. I mean, um, if it's uh, a minor case, then, yeah, my wife would be there. Uh, Mediocre, okay, yeah, we'd probably work through it. But the extreme cases, it's hard to be with someone that's suffering with extreme PTSD. I mean, that's just real talk. Well, we just went over the better or worse. 
and you just told me your wife was all these things. Yeah, yeah, but PTSD is is that's that ain't nothing to play with. I mean, because at, at any time, you know, that person could just snap and, you know, capable of anything. You know, so now PTSD is something. My dad had PTSD. My mom's still with my dad. My dad had PTSD from Vietnam. He's getting paid for it now. So, yeah. It just well, so depends I on don't- so I don't understand why is it say better or worse when it has a big B-U-T behind it. But it, it just comes with the B-U-T because you're dealing with two people. And people are different and people change. So as long as you're dealing with two people, ain't nothing set in stone. Ain't nothing going to be regimented. I mean, I, I don't I think people with, have a clear... I don't think people have a clear understanding what for better or worse really means on day one or the courtship stage or the standing at the altar. No more than they have the uh, the meaning of um, to a death do us part. You know, I think that that changes because in, during those times where it sounds good, you are dealing with a part of a person that you like, but the actual person that you don't know hasn't showed up yet. So a lot of things change after that point, I believe. And, you know, we talk about the representative all the time. So when you, yeah, I mean, the representative is a person where you say, yeah, you know, for better or for worse, I'm going to be with you. But once that representative leaves, then you probably second-guess making that statement or making that commitment. I mean, I might be wrong. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm lost because a lot of people say better or worse, for richer or for poor. And we just seen that if you're richer, you get 90, 95% of you getting divorced. Well, I ain't going to say you or me, but 95% winners in the best situation as possible get a divorce. And here it is, the very worst. This ain't even the very worst. We ain't even hit the very worst yet. We're just talking about PTSD. And it's like a, everything is conditional. So it's not. It's like you're married to somebody who has conditions and limitations. You all agree with that? Yeah, but sometimes you don't go into marriage like that. That happens inside of the marriage. So it's nothing that is in the, it's a, an expectation that this is going to happen. That's the second part. You know, um, so well, with that, you got to know how to do adjust and adapt to those situations. And a lot of us aren't able to do that because we're not we're not built to make those type of uh, adjustments. Well, I don't I don't understand. We're not built. What do you mean by we're not built to make those adjustments? A lot of us can't handle adjustments. If if you come in and already wealthy and you lose all your money, you don't know how to handle it. If you come in and you're perfectly normal, you go to war, you come back and you got the, the PTSD, you know, that's a change. Women may be able to handle it, but you may not be able to handle it. Nobody's person. 
So in in that case, do we really know who we're married to then? Because if 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 I'm sitting up here standing next to this woman and she's saying that I agree to marry this man for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, but if you get too poor, I'm out. Or if you get too rich, we uh, we gonna divide that and we out. Depends on the state of our marriage or the the state. It, it, you know what's going. It depends on what's going on at the time. That's conditional. Am I right? Yeah, it's just like depression. Yeah, it's just like depression. I mean. Um, you can have a great re- relationship, and then your wife has the first baby, and she has post, was it post, postpartum depression, mm-hmm. right? And, and and now she goes into depression, and she may, and you might have to go get medicine to fix that. And then if she doesn't take her medicine, or um, you know everything goes great, and you go to the doctor one day and uh, find out something's wrong, these are life-changing events. Now, as a man, you're supposed to stand strong and say, all right, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. But going through those hard times is where people fall off the grid. But that, that's, that's, that, ain't that covered under better or worse? Yeah, it's covered under better or worse, but a lot of people can't handle it. So they jump ship. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. I mean, you know, I mean, that's a tall order for better or for worse. That's a tall order. Um, I mean, it is. You know, for you to make that kind of commitment. You know, when you say, who are you married to, it doesn't really have to be because it can change. You know, a person can change. You can stop loving your wife and then they can be like, I'm out. You know, I don't really think that you really get to know. I think that's the beauty of marriage. You don't really get to know who you are married to because people change. Some hopefully they change for the better. They mature and get better spouse, get better being a spouse, you know. So what about, okay, so we're talking about, that That was a general question, and that was to the general population that don't know, let's say, let's take it for granted that they don't know Christ. Let's just flip it a little bit. How come there's a lot of people in church that knows what they have to do? They know what they have to do. They know their roles, and they know what they have to do, but they're also getting a divorce, for better or for worse. They understand the the the, 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 the terminology. They understand what better or worse mean, but they are still getting divorced because they, they think they're married to no, somebody. No, 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 no. That's not – the question is, because you said they understand for better or for worse. But if you have an understanding of for better or for worse, why are you getting divorced? That's the question, right? That's the question. Because you understand what it means. Right. So would it be safe to say that they got divorced because they didn't have a true understanding of what it meant? Well, it don't matter because it, 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 if they're a Christian, and, and even if you don't understand something as a Christian, once you learn, you come into that understanding then your adjustments or a renewed mind is supposed to be made at that point. Okay, I got you. What you said, you said they understand because they're a Christian, but they still get divorced. Does that mean that they understood? No, I believe that means that they grew selfish. So then they didn't understand. Oh, I believe they understood, but once they met the when once that rubber met the road, they start thinking like or leaning on their own understanding and, and operating like everybody else. That's what I believe. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, okay, understand anybody understand what I'm saying, though? 
you, you, you say you understand what it means to be a Christian. You understand what it means for better or for worse. You understand that there's no gray area. This is it. You get sick, I, I stay with you. The only thing I, the only way out of this is, 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 is death. Okay? Right. So then when you say, so if you say, okay, I understand those rules, I understand. But now I hit the lottery and I'm a millionaire and you just started getting on my nerves. So I'm out. That means you didn't understand for better or for worse. You didn't have a clear understanding. So under that statement, everybody, everybody is at the age of understanding by the time they get married. So no one's off the hook when it comes down to agreeing with for better or for worse. I'm going to be with you for to death. Death do us part. Everybody, that's basic English. Everybody understand that. I don't care if you're a Christian, so anybody who decided to be with another person, that's basic understanding that you're repeating after that pastor when you're stating it's about this man or this woman standing in front of you. That's a basic understanding. It's, it's not foreign language. So I'm trying to understand when does the line comes and say, okay, under this condition, I'm only, I'm only going to last up to this point. And it's even worse for a Christian household. Well, I don't know about all that. I mean, I know me and my wife now, I mean, we talked about our conditions. So we knew what level of worse were that we would both deal with. You know what I'm saying? It was something that we discussed in detail. I mean, because you can't just say for better or for worse, and that just means as far as the worst goes, you're just going to take and, you know, accept everything or try to work through everything. Everybody, everybody's different, so everybody's not going to try to work through it, just everything the way it's black and white. That's not that's not realistic. So we had, you know, we talked about the things that we wouldn't tolerate from each other. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, you covered that before you got married, right? Right. That, and that's the worst, right? Isn't that the worst? Yeah, but oh, we also understand that the Bible gives us outs too. It gives you outs if this. This happens, then you know you have the right to get divorced. You don't have to. The worst has happened. You can get out. So there are instructions. Um, I, in I only seen I only seen one worse in the Bible that it says that you got a right to get out, and that's through um, adultery. If I'm missing something, then let me know. But I think that's the only one, right? That's one of the big ones. I mean, the problem is is that we commit adultery and stay in it. And say, I'm not leaving my family for better or worse. But I'll still go out yeah, and play. Yeah, but when you're getting married, and when they say for better or for worse, I didn't see, I, you know, I mean, I did it twice. And I didn't see anywhere where it said, you know, uh, for better or for worse unless there's adultery. And I understand it's in the Bible, but at the time when you're standing at that altar, for better or for worse, that's what you are agreeing to, for better or for worse, period. But my question is, is for better or worse scriptural? Mm, now, that's a monkey wrench. You have to preface that with a monkey wrench, sir. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say, is it scriptural or did somebody pin that? Because I've never I've never seen that in the Word of God. You know what I mean? I've never seen it myself. And and, yeah. and to death do us part. I mean, I know I've, I've heard it mentioned many times in weddings, but is that something that we added, or is that or is that scriptural? 
it may be some marriage vows that we have just adopted. That's what I'm trying to say. So what I'm saying is we're placing a lot of emphasis on something that we don't even know if it's scriptural or not, and I don't think it is. Mm. Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where do these marriage vows come from, Dan? It's not biblical. Where does it come from? That's my point. I'm saying is it something that man penned, or is that something that we just incorporated in doing weddings, to, you know, to make it an added feature, or 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 is it? I mean, I know the words that it. I mean, the word of God says it's better to marry than to burn, right? But then it says that you know he he would prefer that you're not divorced, but then there's stipulations where you can divorce in in in, in certain circumstances. So. To hear, for better words, definitely your part is kind of contradicting what the word of God is, what word God is saying. Yeah, people write their own vows, man. Maybe uh, you know somebody wrote that a long time ago, man, and we just it just sounded good, so we stuck with it, and we stuck with it, incorporated it into the wedding, and that, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I find it, I just find it kind of interesting, and you know that you know that um, you know man and man and man in general, you know. And, and I mean, builds his church on a word that he says that he received from God. And some people just build a church on what they believe. You know what I mean? So we do a lot of things that are contrary to the word of God, and, and we call it the word of God, but is it really true? Hmm. I didn't mean to throw a monkey wrench, but I'm just saying I just thought I would ask. <laughs> monkey wrench is that's, good. That's a huge monkey wrench right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what should it be then? Because if it's not for better or for worse, we fell on that. If it's not for richer or for poor, we fell on that. What should it be? What kind of what kind of covenant tree uh, covenant should we be making if the because, one that they got the already out there sucks? Because the word of God said it's better to marry than to burn. So basically, what it's saying is, rather than you being in adultery, rather than you being in a position where you're going to enter into an act. Which is a covenant of God is, is marriage, and we and when you enter into it, and and he would prefer you do that than to be outside of his will and burn. Basically, is what he's saying. He, I mean, you know, he gave stipulations on what should and what shouldn't be if you're married. You know, I mean, when you when you get married, you know, he prefer that you don't get divorced. You know what I'm saying? But then there also there are circumstances where it says that you know, hey. You know, it, it tells you not to leave them, right? It tells you not to leave them. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things in there, but I've never heard for better or for worse. Well, when we agree to that, then that's what it is. Yeah, and when you agree to it. You know, when you agree to it, exactly. You know what I mean? You know, well, that's when you agree to it. You know, that's what we like when you agree to your pastor. When you say amen, amen means that you're agreeing to what your pastor is saying. But if you haven't searched that word yourself and your pastor is saying something, technically you just enter into agreement with him. So, you know, you're standing on what he's saying, not even knowing. Hey, someone has a TV on. Rodney, can you find it for me? Yeah, that's me. I'll turn it down. Oh, okay. There you go. Cool. Uh, you know, well, I was reading an article the other day, and it was called uh, A Woman Married Soldier Who Lost Legs Then Divorced Him Because She Wanted a Normal Life. And this is a story about this guy named Rick and Leanne. His wife's name is Leanne. They met on Facebook in 2008. And um, after they met, they um, he went back to Afghanistan, and, 
and you know uh, he came back and he stepped on an IED and he blowed off both of his legs and part of his growing. And uh, she said, you know, if he got through this, it would be better if they continue on with their marriage ceremony because he was the same Rick. And um, and she married him, and of course he didn't have his legs and his his organs wasn't functioning properly, you know, um, and he didn't have a drive. And um, so she wanted to leave him for a normal life. Now everybody think, you know, uh, wounded war vets. Uh, they, they they look at their story and everything, and um, and they think that you know, they look at the first part of the story when the wives like, hey, I'm going to support him, I'm going to support him, I'm going to support him, but this lady said, no, I can't be with this dude, and she left him looking like the the bad one, even though she agreed to stay with him with, under his condition. She married him after this happened. Now. What about if you lose a limb? What do you think your wife would do? Or what would you do? I mean, but in that case, you said, uh, you know, he, uh, I think losing a limb or limbs is, I mean, that's definitely tragic. Um, but, at the, but at the same time, um you know, losing your third leg, I mean, that's something even more tragic, you know, especially if before you went, you know, to the war, you know, everything was uh, functioning fine. And, um, you know, so I think those are uh, two different dynamics um, because you can lose limbs and still, you know, perform, you know, sexually for your wife. Um, but in this case, you know, if it goes, you know, beyond the limbs, uh, that could be a little bit uh, more, a little bit more dicey, I see. So losing a limb is, I mean, because in this case, his limbs, when he lost both legs, the, the bomb blew up between his legs, and he wasn't, he's not able to function. But she, he married her or she still continued to on with the ceremony knowing this. Mm-hmm. And he thought he he, he thought he so was they got married. married after he had they no got limbs? They had got married after this. Mm. See that's different. That might be pity. You know, almost um Yeah, she was obligated to marry him. I mean she didn't want to well, be why was she obligated? Because she just didn't want to be, you know, she was obligated because she was in love with him when he was old. And, you know, this this goes back to my book, Women Lie. Uh, she was lying to herself, you know, saying that maybe it can work out, you know, and ignoring, you know, the apprehensions in her mind. And then once she got in it, and then she's like, okay, this is what life with him is like. And when she started really experiencing it, the, you know, the apprehension got the best of her. It was just like, no, I can't I can't deal with this. You know, she just went ahead and, and she was real with herself and said, you know, I can't live like this. You know, it's not this is not the way that I want to live. So, you know, unfortunately she had to, you know, roll out. I mean, it happens all the time in the military. I mean, this is this is nothing new. Well, I suppose she didn't have any apprehensions. 
you know, at the time that she was married. Suppose she was I mean, suppose she just went in there blind, like, you know, a lot of women do, you know, when they deal with someone that's deploying to Afghanistan. You know, he may come back. I, I got a very good friend of mine. He came back with not one physical injury. His mind is completely gone. He got, mm. he got, a, he got a divorce not even 90 days after being back. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this dude came back basically a vegetable. Wow. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. Anybody else? Because basically I look at, you know, I look at this, uh, this this is really hitting, you know, home to me. You know, this is uh, the reason why I brought this subject up. You know, uh, as you guys know, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer about two weeks ago. She had the mastectomy, double mastectomy, last week. And it was Bernard, right? Huh? Came back to Bernard? No, we get the results. But if she have a double mastectomy, she has cancer. But um, uh, it was breast cancer, but we got to go to the get the pathology report tomorrow. And this uh, this is the breast cancer. You know, I, one day she looked completely whole to me. She was always completely whole to me uh, and always completely beautiful. When I first met her, she was uh she was a model. She, you know, used to be a model, and uh, and you could go take a look at her on uh, Facebook. Just type in uh, "How to Stay Married for at Least a Hundred Years," the name of the book, and then you'll see our picture, our family picture, and beautiful woman, still beautiful to me. But now, when she looks in the mirror, it's like you know she sees something missing, and she catches my eyes, and we had this kind of silent conversation. But I believe. When she see me look at her, if something may be interpreted, and you know, I just wonder what she, you know, sometimes think what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and they do that a lot. I mean, my wife does it too for me. Uh, she put words in my mouth, or she jumps to conclusions, and you know, and they they they're so sensitive to our reactions. However subtle they may be, we may even may not even be giving a reaction, and they're very subtle to it. You know, they're very sensitive to it, and so, you know, what you have to do is, you have to, you know, you have to put her mind at ease because if if you let her wonder, then she'll continue to just build and build upon own thoughts or whatever. So that's something that you just have to do. You have to let her know that, you know, I see you and, you know, I think you're beautiful and 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 that's it. I mean, you got to you got to put that put her mind. You got to always put her mind. You got to always work to put her mind at ease cuz her mind is going to always want to run with your perceived actions that she see you do. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's not get into perceptions. I mean, you know, what are you actually thinking? know when you see her now compared to you know you say she was a model you know and and all these things what what are you actually thinking now today after the double mistake well my my mind is really kicked into um uh from husband to nursing assistant you know um you know ministering pills uh making sure the drain tubes are empty uh, we still got to take care of our grandson with several palsy, and uh, and and 
if a married man don't talk, this was the time that I have talked the least because, you know, nobody can say I know what you've been through, you know. Right. Uh, I can't say that, you know what I mean? I can't say uh, it'll be okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't. There's it, certain things I can't say. So, and it, and I and I don't want to look at her and she. I don't know what kind of look I'm making. I'm just trying to uh, take care of her. Mm. You know, all I'm trying to do is just continue my duty as a husband, as a father. You know, I don't. I don't have time to break down. You know, I don't. I don't have time to let certain fears, certain uh, emotions in. As a married man, I don't have time for that because if I break down, I won't be able. To, I won't be able to function. So you turned into. You say you went from the married man to the nursing assistant. That's heavy, bro. Yeah. That's heavy. Because, I mean, and, and, and like I'm sure your wife, um, you know, thinks that, you know, you taking care of her, I mean, that that's who she married. You know, we, we're talking about, you know, who are you married to. I don't think that she, and I'm, I'm speaking for her, I can't, I'm, I'm just assuming, um, but, I think that she kind of, you know, sees you, you know, as the supportive husband, you know, whether it be the nursing assistant or whether it be making sure that the, the tubes are drained or the medication, making sure she takes everything or whatever, or the doctor's appointments. Like, I think that she knows that you, you're the man for the job and, and you've stepped up to the plate. And I, I think that is no surprise to her. Now, you, of course, you're going to have some natural reactions, you know, to the, the changes in her body. I mean, that that's just natural. Let's not, you know, uh, fool ourselves and say, oh, you know, that, that doesn't bother you at all, um, you know, because, I mean, it's, it's a change. Um, but at the same token, I'm sure she sees you as, you know, that guy. I mean, I'm sure that everything you're doing, she expected, and maybe you might even – be going above and beyond her expectations. You know, again, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying that, you know, and, and we haven't talked about it, so, I mean, I don't really know. You know, I mean, this is the first I heard, you know, about the medication and the tooth strain and all these other things, you know, that you had to do. But, you know, I think that, you know, to what you were saying is that all the things you have to do as a result of this diagnosis and this uh, surgical procedure I think that your wife absolutely knew, you know, and, and was confident in your ability to uh, stand up, you know, man up, um, unlike the young lady who you talked about before who rolled out on her husband that had no limbs. You know, I don't think that your wife is looking at you like, man, you know, I hope he can hang on, you know, just a, you know, hope he can, hope he can hack it. I don't think that's her word. Can I, um, I, I'm sorry, guys. Oh. I know I'm not supposed to speak. This is your wife, baby. Hey, what's going on? Wow. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to speak. I know I'm just supposed to listen. But um, I'm going to... Wait a minute, fellas. Can, can, is it okay for... Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it'll be. It's, go, go. I mean, that's... Wow. Go ahead. For all other men who, you know, don't... You know, don't want the women to speak, but... um. It's it's not something that your wives will just know just by looking at you what it is that you're thinking. I I trusted in the fact that my husband would not be someone that would just walk away and just leave because of his relationship with God and because of the kind of man that he is. And I thank God for that. But... We still, as women, need to know, we need to hear what it is that you're going through, whether it's anger, whether it's being afraid, whether it's you guys being scared, if, you, if, you're, if you're mad with God, if you're mad with, with us. I mean, I, I, I want to know if my husband is mad at me, if he feels if it's, my fault. I want to know if he's angry with God, if he's angry at the doctors, if if he's angry, if he's hurt. Because otherwise, I'm just sitting there in those moments of us just sitting there and just looking at each other. That's what those moments are, moments of being unsure. And I don't know what's going to happen with this cancer. I know I'm not going to... Um, Stop fighting for my marriage, and I don't think my husband is going to stop fighting. But it is still something that still needs to be said. It's like, you know, one of those things where men have a tendency of saying, well, I don't have to tell my wife I love her every day. She know I love her because I, I pay the mortgage and I give her food and she got a nice car to drive, and we still need to hear it. We still need to know it, and especially at a time like this, you know, I I need to know, regardless whatever it is, I just need to know because it's, it's, it's conversation and it's, it's, a, it's a main piece of conversation in our life right now, and I don't, I don't care how bad it is, I still need to hear it. And I'm I I wasn't trying to um sneak in. I wasn't trying to, you know, peek in or anything like that. And I know this is one of your moments when you just usually have with your guys, but I needed to know. Well, let me say that you have earned the right to speak on this show. So no apology needed. <laughs> okay, because you have been a major supporter of what we do here and a major supporter of your husband. So we understand. So don't, 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 don't worry about that. Um, but the point that you said, I mean, if, 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 if I can relate it to my marriage, because a lot of times I have things that I want to tell my wife, and I don't say it because I don't see that there is going to be a positive outcome. 
You know what I mean? I'm not going to say that she just doesn't care, but I just don't think that certain things are going to change. So I won't say it. And then there'll be the silent moments on the couch, like what you're talking about. So a lot of times it's not easy to be a man and voice what you really want to voice because it may not be received well. So what do you do in that situation when you have gone over it continuously and and the issues that make you mad are still present and then you get to the point where you shut down and you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to not say anything. I think if you look at what if you don't have those moments anymore? What if you don't have a chance to tell her something that was just real easy to tell her? Because you no, don't I'm know. It's easy. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy. If it was easy, I would say it. But I'm saying things that should be easy become difficult to say. I think that from from what this has taken me through these past three weeks, it has made me realize things that I used to think that was once so hard to say or things so hard to do, they were not actually too hard to do or too hard to say, and I should have said them. Because mm. that's mm. what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to waste time. And we're giving him a gift when we don't say those things that actually needs to be said. I mean, you'll find out if if it was something that your wife didn't really need to hear or didn't want to hear, or I should say if it was something that she didn't want to hear but she still needed to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to find out that my husband saw himself as a um, nursemaid, but I needed to know it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, just the, the the enemy wants us to live in silence, and I don't. I'm not giving up on my time, but I don't mm-hmm. know how much time I have. And I'm not going to live in silence no more. Mm-mm. Not worth it. And, and, and the whole nursemaid thing, we're all nursemaids. All of us. Every right. Last one of us. If it was we've the, all made the commission. We've all uh, made the, when we were dating, I'm pretty sure half the people on this call said, well, you know what, I'll be around to change your diaper. Right. And if the tables was turned, if it was my husband, if it was Darren that was dealing with cancer and I was healthy, I would be right there by his side washing every inch of his body and I wouldn't run when he throws up like how he does with me. But, but he comes right back. But he comes right back though, don't he? <laughs> yeah, he comes back. But I, I, I mean, you know, I would be there. I would be there for the whole thing. And I understand what it is that he's saying. But what I want you guys to understand is that it's not just about, it's not just about me 
with breast cancer. It's not just about Darren being my husband. It's also about the children because the children are affected, our grandchildren are affected, our friends are affected, our church is affected because now everybody has to give a piece of their self because of something that that I, I had to lose. So when this happens, it's it's not just about just the woman. It's not just about the wife or the husband. It's about everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is affected by this. And, baby, I already have enough people around me who don't know what to say. And I need you to always be one of those people who, even when them times when I'm calling your name, telling you you say too much, you don't say too much. I, I need it to be. I need you to be daring. I just need you to straight up, straight across the board to just be daring. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, and I. I I just uh go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sir. No, I um I I I don't have no cut cards most of the time. And um and when I say some things that I say, you know, um you know, every time I said something that to you it's like you was crying, so I was like, Uh oh you know, I I mean, so I gotta hold back some things that I I I I've I don't know. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, I would just like to, you know, briefly follow up and say, you know, um, thank you for sharing and uh, thank you for um, just being open and, you know, as as T-Hawk said, you know, no apologies. But I like what you said about the fact that this is not going to stop you from fighting for your marriage. And I think that when uh, disease rocks our bodies or infiltrates the family. I think that the primary focus is the cancer. Um and the marriage takes a back burner and as you said, then that affects the children, the grandchildren, everything else falls, you know, by the wayside because the focus uh, the spotlight is on the cancer and the treatment and the medication and you know all of those things to 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 rid that disease, you know, from the body as well as, you know, root it out of the family. And then, you know, in the future, then you'll, you know, pick back up and, um, you know, uh, follow up with the quote-unquote marriage-type activities, um, whether it be going out or just, you know, doing whatever. Um, But I like what you said that your focus is still sharp in, in the sense that, you said that this is not going to prevent me from fighting for my marriage, and unfortunately a lot of marriages have been dissolved because of cancer. Right. And I I, I never understood that until two days ago. I looked in the mirror at myself, one thirty in the morning, and I completely and totally saw myself in a 
different way. And I knew if I saw myself in that different way, I knew my husband saw myself in that different way. And it terrified me because I, to my husband, I'm the most beautiful person on the face of the earth. And it made he made me feel like I'm the most beautiful person on the face of the earth. But when you look in the mirror and it's a major part of you that's gone and you had to make a decision, either you keep your breath or you die. And now and all of a sudden your husband doesn't look at you the same way. It's, it can't be that way. And then with no conversation, it it makes the person say, you know what, I can do it by myself. And I'm yeah. telling you right now, I'm new to this. And yeah. I can't do this by myself. And I refuse to do this by myself. And I'm not going to do this by myself. <laughs> Uh, who, who, who over there with you now? Yeah, there. Huh? There, you know, like like I was telling you earlier, man. You know, just it's it's okay to uh, talk to your wife, man. You know, and and there's no script to what you tell her. Just be real with her. I mean, she yeah. she loves you. She loves you for who you are. So, you know, women they they need to hear it from us. You know, they need to hear that we're scared. They need to hear, you know, we don't, they need They need to hear that, we. you know, we don't know what to do. You know, I, I, I talk to a friend of mine every week. Um, he's going through something, you know, similar to this. And, you know, he just told me, you know, had those conversations with his wife, but that made him, be the pillar of strength for the family, you know, so the family could rally around him. So, you know, when he would have those conversations with his wife, he would be vulnerable. You know, they would have those real conversations. So you don't always, you don't have to put on, the, you know, I'm the man, you know, I'm strong, you know, with your wife. You know, be be real with her, talk to her, love her, and tell her how you're feeling, man. And, you know, you come when y'all come out that bedroom, you know, y'all can deal with the family. Y'all keep the family strong. And y'all get through this. You know, we're praying for y'all, and we know y'all going to get through this. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'll echo on that. Um, yeah, Darren, I wouldn't know what to do. And I think that half of us on this broadcast wouldn't know what to do had... Um, this situation happens. So you, it's new to you. So you're still trying to internalize. You're still trying to process it. But you're still present while you're processing it, which is a beautiful thing. And I think that uh, she's still the most beautiful person in the world to you because it, it, yeah. it, it, it's internal. You feel what I'm saying? It's not always on the outside. That kind of love is internal. You know what I'm saying? Um, but she might need to be reassured 
that it's not, you know, if, if she lost two legs, two arms, whatever the case, it don't matter because it's not about that anymore. Y'all way past that stage. So she might need to know that, you know, y'all going to get through it and y'all not going to miss a beat. It's probably going to make y'all ten times stronger. That's the way I see it. That's yeah. the way I see it. Now, yeah. now, bedside manner is extremely important in a situation like this. And I know you say you speak, you know, with no cut card, but at some point we might have to just tone that cut card down just a tad bit because the emotions are extremely high right now on both sides. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I was trying. To, I'm, you know, I've been trying to uh, cut back, and the, my cut me cutting back on speaking my mind because it comes out wrong sometimes it, a lot of times but and you know when it comes out it's like i don't want this to come out wrong and but and she wants to hear me talk and i do talk to you baby i, I mean I, I i talk to you and um and you know um but when i when i say certain things you know and you're right the emotional the, the emotional state right now is it's just high tension and you know, and and it's like if I say anything, it, it here comes you know, here comes tears, and I don't want that to happen because that that tears bring stress, and stress brings more problems, and and uh, and so I uh, I just chose you know I like let me just do this you know cause like I said you know it it just rattled the whole the whole household. Sure. It, it rattled the way I think. It rattled the way I. Uh, how I maneuver myself, you know, it, it, it just it does a lot of of, of um, shaking. I mean, it shakes the whole spirit and sure. soul of a person, man. I mean, because mm-hmm. you don't want her to feel uh, less than what she did before, because she's not less than what she is before. It's just mm-hmm. the fact that I'm just not adding. I'm just not saying anything or making any comment. It's not like, you know, hey, uh, I just, you know, I did my hair today. How does my hair look? It feels that way. You know what I mean? It feels yeah. like I owe her an answer or I owe her something. Or I mean, because I'm always, you know, wanting to make things better, but I just don't know how to do it in this case. You know? and it's, but you got to remember, it's like at the function that, that you guys just had. Every woman in the room agreed. We don't always need our husbands to fix something. Sometimes we just need y'all to listen, to hold us when we cry. And guess what? Sometimes we just need you to cry with us. You crying with us. It gives, I know it gives me strength when my husband cries with me. And I know that by us sitting there crying together and holding each other and hugging each other and both coming together and agreeing that we are not giving up, it's, excuse my language, it's pissing off the devil. And he's the only one that I want mad right now. Yeah. I want to drop a monkey wrench if I might. Um, what what's your what's y'all's uh, wedding anniversary? 
What day in the year did y'all get married? Darren. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Darren. <laughs> well, your wedding anniversary, bro. What's the um, day, my wedding anniversary. month, and year um, you, y'all got married? It's um, my wedding anniversary is every day, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah answer the that question. That ain't gonna work. That ain't gonna work. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. Yeah, that ain't gonna work. 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 That ain't because your birthday is on 24th, right? We got married on June 23rd, 2006. Seven, five. Four of them, right? One of them, right? Go ahead, Rodney. Go ahead. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad y'all, yeah. We can lighten this up a little bit. But I want to drop a one right here. June 23rd of uh, 2005, 6 or 7 or 8. Um, um, and back to back to what you said earlier, Darren, and, you know, when you were at the altar and you said, for better or worse, is this the worst that you envision when you, when, you know, or those, or did you even think about it? You know, as the pastor was saying, you know, repeat after me. But it, you know, it's a two-part question. Number, you know, the first part is: is is this the worst you envision, um, or is this, you know, uh, worse than, you know, what you could envision? I mean, do you think it could get this worse? I guess, you know, just along the lines of what is this the worst? You know, going back to your question earlier, for better or worse. Is this the worst that you envisioned when those words slipped out of your mouth on June 23rd? Man, this is, I mean, they didn't, these, the words didn't slip out of my mouth. I said them, I could have wrote them. Matter of fact, I wrote some stuff down. Um, but this, this woman, you know, at the altar, and even to this day, she's the only person that I, that can make my heart melt and freeze at the same time. It's nobody else could do that. I don't know of an element that can survive those two weather components, you know, and and, and that's why when she throws me in a boggle in our conversation, you know, um, you know, and and she still does that. Um, but this is the worst, the thing that ever happened to us, you know. This is the worst thing that ever happened in my life. You know, uh, and and I'm at the, all these questions derive from people who didn't have the heart to stand in there with their mate at the very worst times. And but it's not worse for me because of a physical attribute that I can't deal with or be without. Is it hurts worse when I see her going through something that she can't deal with and can't be without. And, that, and, it, and it, when I look at her, look at herself, it kills me that she sees something that she may be disgusted with. But so I just I just continue to charge forward to the mission, which is, hey, let's clean her up. Let's use the bathroom. Let's dump these drain tubes. Let's, you know, and I just keep trying to 
ignore her looking at herself so we both won't cry. It it it's, it if it didn't bother her as as much as it does, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, but but I also I'll always think about dang well you know what it, where's our you know you, you know baby you are on this show so I can I'm saying what I say because you know I, I you know I you know hey hey huh go ahead okay so. You know, uh, uh, you know, our sex life was always perfect. Yep. But what's going to happen when she see herself and say, "I'm not attractive" to herself, and then begins the tears start coming? You know, and I, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I've been trying to Google stuff and see how people think and how they feel. And oh God, Google nothing. All you got to do is ask. Right. And she told you the answer. She told you that you have to make sure that you make her feel, you know, you have to help her with that. And it's only natural for her to feel some type of way. That's only natural because, as I mean, it it is what it is. So you have to know that going in. Go ahead, Ike. Go ahead, brother. Darren, what did I tell you about their minds? Their minds are going to run. And with what your wife is going through right now, her mind is really running. So you got to you got to bring her back, man. You got to always you got to always let her know. You got you got to tell her, man. You got to tell her exactly how you feel. You got to tell her, and and you feel like she is still beautiful. Oh, she yeah. needs to hear that. Oh yeah. If not yeah. more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You need to sit her down and you need to tell her that. That that is not a waste of time. That is not that's not anything detrimental. That's 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 reassurance for her. So when that so that when she does recover and she you know, she get her strength back and everything, she will get her swagger back. Mm-hmm. You got to program that early, man. You got to listen, let me tell you something. I ain't never I ain't never met a woman that's been harmed by too many compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have I complimented my wife enough? You ain't doing it enough. Mm. Tell her. Hey. So she'll be all right. Tell her. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I definitely, you know, I, and I, she knows. I mean, I know she knows how I feel, but I have not, I have not said anything. But you know. um just our household is a million miles a minute. Right. With our grandson having several points, he got more worried right now about me stressing. If and I'm gonna tell you right now, any man when you don't want your woman to stress, just tell her you love her. Mm-hmm. That'll stop her from stressing. You don't want me there because stress affects cancer? Then don't keep fussing at me about stressing. Don't keep telling me, stop worrying about what the kid's doing. Just say, I love you, baby. 
Okay. I, I definitely would do it. If that's all it's going to take, I'd definitely give it to you. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and I'm so, not going I'm not going to sit here and say I'm always going to listen. Okay. See, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> God damn it, Darren. She ain't going to make it easy. <laughs> see that? Darren. At least she's honest. <laughs> Darren, she, she, she's giving you so much platinum right now. Listen, brother. She, she may... But you may say, baby, you, she could be standing there looking at herself. She, you could say, baby, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And she just break down and start crying. No, you lying to me. You SOB. Yeah, I don't believe right, you. Right. Blah, blah. You got to pull out that Billy D. Williams. <laughs> the fools. You, got, you, know, you got to get her to calm herself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, you you, know, you and got I, brother. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I get with that, but I just don't. You know, I just didn't, I just haven't been, and I'm guilty of it because I just, uh, you know, I... I man up and get through them tears. Man up and get through them tears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to give a little word of advice to my brother, man. I'm going to tell you something. I think the key to it, man, is to continue to do the things that you were doing with your wife before the situation happened. You Preach. know, I mean, I understand that she's dealing with she's dealing with. But the same kind of love that you was giving her before when you were slapping her on her butt and you were doing all of those crazy things before all of this happened, man. Just continue to give her the same kind of love, man. Don't change. Don't switch up. You know what I mean? She, she loves you the same. She says she's not going to quit. She said that she's not going to give up on a marriage. But the last time I checked the word of God, it told me, it told me that to lose is to gain. So I would rather see her lose what she had to have her here with you, brother. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And Darren, um, is it more than you can handle? Say again. Is it more than you can handle? The situation is 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 more is more to handle when I see her when I see that she can't handle it, and then that's when I drop my head. I don't drop my head because I can't handle it because. Like I say, you know, this is the woman that, I mean, this is the only woman for me. You know, breast, no breast, butt or no butt, you know. You know, hair or no hair, you know, it mm. doesn't change her. You know, that that's that's my lady. Uh, but the thing that I can't handle is when she can't handle it. You know, that's, sure. that's what kills me. Not me, but her. But if we're not, not handling it together, then we're still handling it. Yeah, but the last Flying time you made, together, then we're still handling it. Yeah, but the last time you made me cry, you know, I was fanning my face and couldn't get myself together, couldn't drive, and I couldn't even go to work. Grab a fan and fan. <laughs> so, Darren, yeah. Darren, the one thing, the one thing that you that you said a couple minutes ago that maybe we want to remove from the vocabulary is she know how I feel. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. What yeah, that, that doesn't she knows. Get rid of that. Show her. Tell her. Is that it's go time now. Now it's go time. It's not you know, that do the same thing. Yeah, my wife knows she's beautiful. But did I tell her this week? No. You're not ever allowed to think that, Darren. You're not ever allowed to think that she knows. Don't assume what she knows. Just act like she don't know nothing every day. Like that movie, 51st Dates, every day is a different day. 
Mm-hmm. And when they notice that you, and when they notice that you're changing, is when they have insecurities. So you got to you got to remain consistent and do the same thing that you've been doing all the time. Love her the same, man. Don't change, not yet. Yeah. I have met so many beautiful people within the past couple of weeks throughout the situation. I met this one young lady who has gone through one part of the procedure of having a lump removed, going through chemo, losing her hair, just being beaten down. But she had a man that stayed there with her throughout the whole five-year process, and now she just found out that now she got to go through it all over again. But now this time she got to get both breasts removed and go through chemo all over again. But he's there with her. He's not leaving. But she don't want to marry him because she don't want to put him through too much. I met another beautiful sister who went through this process of having both breasts removed. And in the beginning of her process, she walked away from a four- or five-year relationship because she didn't want to put too much on him. So it got placed upon her sons and her other family members. And it's so many women out there who go through this alone because they don't want to put something upon a man that they can't bear. And I'm telling you right now, only God knows what we can bear. I don't know what my husband can bear, but I know he can bear more than what he says to me every single day. And I'm mm-hmm. going to put him through that test. Because that ain't of, enough? You don't think this enough? Huh? <laughs> I say you don't think this enough. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah. And I, I've learned stuff tonight, but for... The other men out there and the other women out there, men, if you have a wife or a girlfriend who is going through this, don't walk away and don't let her walk away because it's too hard to go through by yourself. It's too hard. And I'm only in the beginning of mine, and the beginning is hard. And I know I got a long road in order to stay alive. And it's just, it's hard. And I'm I'm not going to let nobody tell me that I can't fight this. I'm not going to let nobody tell me that my it's too much for my husband. Because if anybody comes to me and tell me, oh, you got, you're putting too much weight on your husband, you know what, I'm going to tell them, you are a liar from the pit of hell. And you better get out of my face. Oh, ain't nobody told you that, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> dear. <laughs> 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 and I after the day, they better not. Right. All right. 
Well, you know, it's not too much. It's 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 just the 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 weight just gets real heavy, or you know, more heavy, or, or the most heavy when uh, when I see you about to cry. You know, when you're about to cry, then nobody stand next to me and just cry with me. So but I'm going to get off the off the telephone now, and I'm going to let y'all finish y'all men talking. Men who are listening, um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to apologize for um, interrupting because it was something that I had to do. But y'all can have the rest of the night to finish y'all man talk. Just please remember that um, don't, don't, don't let her go through it by herself. And even for the men who's going through it, women, don't let your men go through it by themselves. Because this is it's hard, but it ain't too hard. And you gonna get off the phone, and 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 you supposed to we supposed to continue on the conversation, like you ain't never got on there. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, because that's how we do. And I've got a Pretty much, that's how we do it. <laughs> yeah, but thanks, thanks for sharing. Sure. Yeah. Appreciate what we gonna yeah. do? Thank you. We yeah. appreciate yeah. you. Well, just yeah. know that we're going to pray for, we're going to pray for you. We're going to continue to pray that you have your healing. You know, we're going to continue to pray for you, all of us. We're going to make sure yeah. that we continue to keep you in our prayers. And that God is going to heal you. And and don't even think about speaking the words of, of, of cancer or your cancer. It's not yours, okay? So, no, I know. It belongs to the go. enemy, and he, it's, it's getting out of me. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. It's already gone. It's not getting out. It's already gone. That's so we're going right. to believe that. We're going we're gonna to believe that for you, okay? My body we're belongs gonna... to God and Darren Darrell Smith. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. All right. Well, I'll see you in All the right. morning, and uh, I'll, I'll call you back after the show is over, okay? I love you. I right. love you too, baby. And thank all you. of y'all. Thank you. Hey. No, thank you. We're here, for you. we're here for you too. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Darrell. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> I want to drop a monkey wrench. <laughs> I, I want to drop a monkey wrench. Um, and because your wife said something so profound. Yes, she did. And what she said was, you know, not, you know, don't let someone go through this situation alone. And my brother T-Hawk might remember the show that he did many moons ago that I recall, you know, right now. Um, you know, how do you go to war for your marriage when you're the only one on the battlefield? You remember that? Ooh, do I? <laughs> my do I? That was before his time. That was before his time. That, that was probably 2010, 11. Uh, who knows? Who really knows? Mm-hmm. But the monkey wrench. Yeah, I mean, the monkey wrench that I want to ask is that, you know, how do you go to war when, you know, especially against cancer or whatever the disease it is, um, but how do you go to war, you know, when you're the, the only one on the battlefield? And thankfully, you know, you just heard Darren's wife, she's on the battlefield. You know, some of her first comments, and I wrote them down, was I'm still going to be fighting for my marriage. 
I thought that was so, mm-hmm. you know, she talked about the cancer a little bit, but she was like, that's not going to prevent me from fighting for it. So that was her focus from from the gate, you know, before we got into, you know, all of those other sure. things about it. So, but what about if that's not the situation? I think Darren, you know, rolled out the, the situation where the young lady, um, you know, the, the, the gentleman came back from the war and he had no limbs and, and it affected his groin area so he couldn't perform and she rolled out. She wasn't, you know, committed in as in this situation, you know, where both parties, the husband and the wife, are 100% committed to making sure the marriage survives, as she said, for the children, the grandchildren, the next generations. It's not just about, you know, Darren and his wife. You know, it's beyond that. And so, but you know, so so so, how does one go to battlefield? Go to you know, go to war when you're the only one on the battlefield. You know, whatever the 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 battle is. Can I try that one, Rodney? Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, now, I think that the key any battle or any war is to know your enemy. And I think it's that time, right? What time is it? Yeah, that time. So, so, so you got to know your enemy. And I think that if it's cancer, if it's AIDS, if it's whatever, no limbs, whatever the case may be, that is something that is an addition to the battle. The battle for each of us, we're at war now. You got a ring on your finger. You're at war, and you've got to know who the enemy is. If you think the enemy is the cancer, you're wrong. The enemy is not the cancer. That's not the enemy. The cancer is what's going to make you stronger. You follow what I'm saying? The financial situation is what's going to make you stronger towards the end. But the enemy is the one that we all fight every single day, the one that wants to end marriage, God's plan for marriage. So I think that we need to know what it is. We need to call it by name and understand who the enemy is, and then we'll have a leg up on this battle, but the battle ain't going to go away. That, that, you know, um, and I don't think that um, anybody is on the battlefield by themselves. Uh, you know, um, they just in maybe in different locations, but it's the same battlefield. They just don't know each other. But, you know, but as, as this situation with my wife... Uh, I really feel like, you know, I'm in the I place, I'm thinking I'm placing myself in the front of the lines. I'm thinking I'm placing myself ahead of her, but I just found out that I'm I'm really nowhere near where she, where she is, you know, as far as our mindset, as far as the way uh, I think and the way she thinks, you know. Uh, as I said before, when we when we have these silent conversations by just looking at each other, it these moments it's like you on the same battlefield but you know um you want to remain this person that your wife know that you are you know you or think that you are um because it's just so new that you just don't you just speechless and and being on this battlefield you know um and you you on this battlefield with an enemy that you haven't looked at no tape on, you know what I mean? You you know, boxers, you know, when they get in the ring, before they get in the ring, they study the person that they about to fight. 
and 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 I done defeated, you know, I ain't going to say me, I'm going to say that God in me has defeated every situation and scenario possibly that ever came up with light in my night room with my, my eyes closed. I could, uh, I mean, you know, I, my faith is that strong and not bragging on myself, but I just know God is in my corner. But when this happened, I know he's still in my corner, but I'm like, is this another level? Because this, I never felt this way before. So this battlefield is like unfamiliar territory because it's, uh, I just thought the woman go through the cancer or the, 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 the procedures. But I, I'm like, man, I'm going, I don't want to, I mean, I can't help but to go through it with her, but even more so. So when she's fighting, man, I'm like, I'm fighting with her, but she's fighting a different fight than I am. And we just got to find out how to fight this together because we're fighting it from two different directions. And we, and I feel like, you know, I just found out well, I'm losing. Like, I just found out that I was, I was in the direction of losing because I, I had no idea that that was her thoughts because, like I said, I haven't, I haven't shared, you know, things with her because, you know, she's she's really, really emotional about this whole thing. Yeah, so now you know there's strength in sharing and communicating with your wife and telling her how you feel. And and that's how you all fight this battle together. You know, you're going to have your weak moments. Of course, she's going to have her weak moments. But the main thing is y'all have them together. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it helps you have the strength to deal with your family, you know, the kids and everybody else. Because yeah. Yeah. You, got, you got to be vulnerable in front of somebody. You know, you can't, you can't just be the pillar of strength for everybody. You know, what my friend told me, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't do it with his wife. You know, because I, you know, I asked him, I said, man, how you been so cool through all this? And, you know, you know, you've been so even killed. And, you know, so he told me, he said, you know, just me and my wife went through it together. I had those moments with my wife. And, you know, I, I, I do what I have to do now to hold a family together. And that's how I got my, get my strength. And that's what you have to do. Good work. I just pray nobody. I just pray no one ever had to go through uh, this for as a test. This is not uh, a test that uh, that uh, that's for the um, for the faint at heart, man. I'm telling you, this 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 is not one of them. But you, you, you say it's a test. I'm, you know, I'm glad you you know called it a test because. You know, on the other side of the test is the testimony. And how often, you know, generally speaking, we would get this testimony, you know, uh, years later. How often do we get the testimony when she had the double mastectomy last Tuesday, right? Yeah, 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 last Tuesday. So a week later, you talk about you being the, the nurse's assistant, I mean, you're like going through it right now, and you and and you've already started your testimony. You know, usually most people don't hear the testimony until after 
you know, everything is done. There's, you know, you, you, you're out of that role of the nurse's assistant, and everything is back to as normal as it could be after the double mastectomy. So the fact that y'all were sharing your testimony in the middle, like, excuse me, in the beginning of, you know, this situation is, I mean, I, I just think it's amazing because generally you only see, you know, after the fire when the when 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 people come through, and I think, um, you know, it's it's so impactful that right now in the very in the in the infancy stages, you know, we're, we're getting bits and pieces of the testimony, and and it's I just think that's that's more powerful than getting it, you know. When you tell us five years ago, man, my wife was diagnosed with, with uh, you know, uh, breast cancer, you know. I, I think that's because it, it's it's not as impactful. It doesn't have the same uh, effect, you know, when it's later. But when you're going through it, like this is not even a month, you know, between the time where she got the diagnosis, had the surgery, and you're the nurse's assistant. This has all happened within a month, which is, I mean, it's crazy to me. And, you know, as someone said, you know, this is the enemy. And, I mean, that's all it is because the enemy just wanted to see if this was going to throw you off and, you know, throw you off of focusing on on your marriage. And even Mm -hmm. still through this ordeal, marriage is still the focus. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Which is beautiful. Yeah. Mm. We just see it differently. I mean, I think we all see see. We see it differently. Um, we we definitely on the outside looking in because we're not in your shoes at at, at this particular time. Uh, Darren, but we do. I know. I see. I see it differently. I see something big is about to happen to you um, in the very near future. That's what I see. I see that you're being prepared for something. Don't know what it is, but something's getting ready to come your way that you've been waiting for for a while, um, and you're just getting prepared for it. Because this, this, this. There's some changes that you have discovered tonight that you have to make. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and whatever God had for you, these changes had to make before he un- unraveled it for you. Um, you know, not to be all spiritual, but that's that's what I feel right now is that you, these changes are going to be productive in what he's got in store for you. You know, yeah. So whatever it is that you do, man, just you know, make the changes, be obedient to it, give her what she wants, because that's gonna make you better for whatever plans you got coming. Amen. And uh, and I just uh, when I I you know housemaid or I don't know what I say nurses assistant or nurse <laughs> yeah you know, I, I, I I didn't know she was on the phone so I I should have should have used some other words but um oh, that's but, good she needed know, to hear that she said she needed to hear that so 
Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know what kind of fallout that's going to have later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it is what it is, you know, because that's, I mean, uh, it, you you stay, I stay busy, you know, from the time I get home in the morning to the time, you know, that I got to come back to work at night, you know what I mean? And it's like always wondering is, is uh is uh is everything okay you know and sleeping on the edge you know what i mean sleeping on a sleeping you know not sleeping really and trying to tr- tr- trying to just balance things and then uh, you know and people come over you know and it's fine you know people spend the night mm-hmm. that's fine you know and that's great great cuz you know her spirits are lifted when that happens you know mm-hmm. but um uh, but I'm like, dang, well, what are they doing that I'm not doing? You know, and I, I guess I found out tonight. They can't so do I, what you do. Yeah. Huh? See, that's the thing. They can't, they can't do what you do. Yeah, but she's like, smiling with they, No, but what I'm saying is they can't do for her what you can do. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe, you know, wash her and change her and do whatever it is. But when those spirits need to be lifted, when she needs to feel love and feel pretty and feel attractive, you the only person that can do that. So you gotta say to yourself, if it is to be, it's up to me. Right. Nobody else can do that but you. Yeah. So I understand they can come by and help out, but she wants certain and that's what she was saying tonight, certain things that she needs you to do. And, you know, it's a privilege, man, to be that guy. Don't look at it as like it's a you know it's a it's a response. It's a privilege to be any man in a, in a situation where a lady is looking for you to lift her spirits. That's a privilege. It's an honor because some brothers ain't got it in them, and a woman won't trust them with their spirits. A woman won't trust them enough to lift them up because they ain't even lifted themselves up. Yeah, and, and 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 it's a privilege just to be her husband. You know, you just uh, you're just trying to trying to juggle some things that you never juggled before. I see it on that Geico commercial where the guy got some good insurance, and then he got the the, the idea of walking up a guy who's uh, juggling chainsaws. He never he never done that before. He's he's asking for something, and then it's, it's like you know I'm in behind I'm behind like five chainsaws, and I got to juggle them and. And if I make a mistake, it's going to be a problem. You know, privilege, man. It's a, it's a privilege. Uh, and and, and what I'm about to say is so simple. It's a privilege to to have a, a spouse. And if you don't believe me, ask somebody that ain't got one. Oh yeah, yeah. And I did. I, I asked the people who went through it, and um, and they went through it without anybody. And the plastic surgeon said something to her. He said, um. You know, um, after I gave him a handshake on his his job, that that he was, I mean, I was like, man, I wonder what my wife said if I was to switch careers and do what you're doing, because you got an excellent job. You know, you just sit around here and put marks on breasts all day. And he's like, you know, this it is a good job, but uh, but you know, you only seeing the first part. I see the aftermath, and these women don't have. The women that come in by themselves uh, that don't have anybody with them, he mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, those are the ones who 
I have to I really, really wonder about because uh, some of them don't come back, and I don't know if it's because of the, the you know something suicidal or did it did it did I get it all out? Because the plastic surgeon is just a plastic surgeon. The cancer doctor is the, another totally whole doc, another whole doctor. So he only see him for the plastic surgery part, but sometimes he said they don't need to come back for the saline field. And he said he wondered what happened to these people. You know, so wow. they don't they don't come with anybody, and they don't come back. So he he told my wife. He said you're lucky, be you really lucky you have a uh, spouse with you because, you know, and I'm glad you have one too because I want to see you back in his office again. So. That's but right. it's really hard. It's really, really That's hard. Right. So it's already hard That's by right. yourself, you know. But um, but yeah, we we'll we'll get to it. I mean, she kind of blew the rest of my questions out. I don't even. Don't know <laughs> 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 but I I I ask you to you know just getting back on topic, Darren. Um, what if anything? Did this situation show you who you were married to? Oh yeah, that is one of my questions. <laughs> um, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Oh <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Um, that. <laughs> yeah, that that woman is. Uh, and I'm not to, to, to take credit away from anybody else's wives or nothing like that. But uh, but that woman is uh, is. Uh, who I who I thought I was marrying at the altar is exactly who I who I married. You know, um, it was it's no ifs ands or buts about if I made a mistake or, you know, it was some we had problems, but you sure. know, um, but when you come out and you come out a different corner, you're like, okay, well let's let's try this better or worse, you know, and the, and the better and the worse, but the worse come first, you know, and. Um, and we still stand. I mean, like I said, it's the first week, but she's a remarkable person. Just, just uh, her strength, and I mean, just today she was worried about, you know, and it's and it's a blessing and a curse at the same time the way she is because worrying about other people and making sure they're taken care of uh, so much that you neglect yourself. That's why we are here. Uh, she neglected her own appointments to uh, to tend to my grandson's appointments because he got several palsy. So when she neglected her appointments, she knew about this lump a year ago. I told her about the lump. I said, I feel something. And she went to the doctor and made an appointment. And the follow-up for the biopsy she never did go to because it always fell on my grandson's appointment. And she just kind of let it drag on and drag on and drag on all the way up until three weeks ago. And that lump back then was cancer. And I don't. And it's been sitting there for a year. And the blessing behind her loving to help people, loving the, that motherly thing that they step up and step in and take over and make sure everything is right. Well, on an airplane, they tell you if something happens on this plane, make sure when those masks fall, put the mask on yourself first mm-hmm. and then put it on other people. So 
so the anger that was I think that was added to my feelings were why didn't you take care of this a year ago? So brings it bringing me forward is today the lady called about why my grandson been missing his appointments last week and this week. And I said, because I told, we told her the situation, and she was like, oh, that's understandable. Well, my wife at that point, she was like, no, he shouldn't be missing his appointments. And uh, me not having the kind of tone that I need to have, I said, look, I'm not going to do this again. You know, I'm not going to allow you have neglected yourself so long that this is why we're here. And here you are perhaps on a deathbed, still worrying about somebody else, and you want me to cancel your appointments to make sure, you know, he is taken care of. I said, I'm not married to him. I love him to death. He's five years old. But my primary responsibility is you. So that that's when the breakdown comes because I said it too harshly. Maybe I should have said it in better words, but that's exactly what I meant. I, you are first. I'm putting you first. You're my wife, and I'm putting you first. Now, you didn't put you first, but in essence, what you're telling me is not to put you first. Put him first before you because he got a longer life ahead of him than you do, and I'm not doing that. So the blessing and the curse comes from wanting to make sure everybody else is taken care of so much to the point that you neglect yourself. You neglect your own health. You neglect your own you know, doctor's appointments, you know. Yeah, so Darren, um, you know, you, you, you talk about God a lot in the Bible and, and that sort of thing. So what are your feelings towards God? Like, are you angry at God? Are you disappointed? Like, what, what are your feelings towards him with this situation? And, and you can be honest. I mean, he, he already know anyway. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, me and God, we still tight. You know, I'm, I don't have no problems with him. It's just, you know, he gives us signs and clues to let us know what's going on with our body that we should pay attention to. Now, if you would ask me this question, and we and we paid attention to this problem a year ago, and it still happened, then I would be like, okay, I'll probably feel different. Like, like, what have I done? But I still had to go to the book of Job and, and really realize what what was going on in his life and why did it happen. And it really, it was no reason. It was just a, a, a test to be a testimony, as you guys said earlier tonight, um, just so he can go through something. And uh, But I told my wife, I said, don't step off in the, up under my umbrella like Job's wife did, you know, always. You know, I believe if she would have stood by his side, she would have stayed alive. But since she said, curse God and rebuke him, and, you know, and when he told her not to, you know, get out of his face or whatever, then she died. But I believe if she would have stayed with him, then she would have lived as well. She just would have been having a lot of boils and things would have been happening to the both of them. You know, so I constantly look at that book and, 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 and meditate on it because uh, we don't go through stuff for nothing. It's usually a glory stick behind you on the other side, as Tony said. So, and I, and I and I really believe that. And even if nothing comes, I mean, 
you know, he's blessed me with everything that I possibly need. I mean, we have came leaps and bounds since we first got married. And, you know, this woman's mind has showed me how to get, you know, when God told me to buy seven houses and give it to seven people for a year, seven years, you know, give their rent back and show them how to get their own house. And, you know, after a year on each house, it, the idea came from God, but she showed me how I can do it without her working. I mean, you can't think of, you can't have a better woman than that. She worked for years with us having three properties in the Maryland, D.C. area. And, you know, and so he's already done enough for me. So, I mean, just showing me things like that, I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic, you know what I mean? And I go, t- I go tell other folks how to do it, and some of them do it, you know. That's good word. But it comes from that woman, you know. It comes from that woman that makes me better, not what we said last week. That What, what, what was the word that y'all kept using she last raised, week? She raised you. She raised yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, she didn't raise she you. She just, you. <laughs> she just <laughs> elevated you, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> You yeah. still str- you still struggling with that concept. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Raven. I don't like that word too much. <laughs> yeah, she made you step up your game. You know. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Mm, good words. But I, I really appreciate you guys uh, uh, being in our corner and praying for us. And she's still planning on going to uh, to Ike's thing on the twenty uh, third. Of this month, and people um, have dinner on next month. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not my thing. It's uh, my wife's thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you straight, you give me too much credit, brother. I'm, no, I'm not worthy. No, this is all planning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, but yeah, we still plan on you know continuing to live our life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have a blast, man. We're gonna do it big. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get, we know the dude down at Proud Mary's. Uh, we gonna get that all set up, man. So we gonna we gonna have a blast, man. Mm-hmm. Trust, trust me, if I'm in the building, y'all know how I do. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever. I you know, I you know, you know. Whatever. <laughs> I, you just got to make sure he be there on time. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's the movie, so he missed the movie. He missed the movie. And he got to deal with my wife because she, she going to pay for everybody's ticket up front, so she got to deal with her. So. Oh, oh, we'll be there. No, because see, because guess what? Then she get mad, so then she make me mad. So, yeah, then you got to deal with me, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did she pick that movie because well, of the movie? Well, I was like him, did she pick that movie because that's one of the dudes she got a crush on? Uh, probably. You know, I don't care. Sorry. Is he in that movie? I don't think he's in that movie, is he? In that movie. I think, I think in that he one died. she got he a died. crush on, uh... More she died part two. No, no, she can't stand more Chestnut. Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. That's a whole different did. movie. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not in that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a crush on uh, Angela Bassett, and my wife knows this. My wife knows if Angela Bassett ever come through Kingview. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. 
Look, Nia Long is running a, a, a quick second. Uh, it's a wrap, boy. If I get my hands on some Angela Bassett, boy. <laughs> that is a mighty fine woman there. I was so pissed the way Nick said. I was like, how the hell are you going to make a movie about a dude leaving Angela Bassett? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So your wife knows who she's married to when it comes to Angela Bassett. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Angela Bassett. Uh, probably a couple of more of them. I just can't remember. Think of them right now. But yeah, she know. I'm she telling know. you, Neil Long in that movie, boy. Y'all didn't see that walk, that commercial. Almost, almost cursed. What? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to join in on no more conversation because my wife just might be listening. Oh <laughs> man, go on. She she want to hear, it, man. No, you better not say nothing. Derail. Don't say nothing, Derail. Yeah. Hey, Darren, if you ain't got anything else, we can uh, switch to open mic, sir. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think. Uh, That's it. That's it, y'all. That ain't it. <laughs> with the four of us, with the four of us, come on, man. It might be time. That that might be enough. T Hope. I mean, it is what it is. It was kind of. It was the best show ever. Could be. You think Ike? Huh? I was thinking that too when when it was rolling out. I was like, "This is a damn good show." Right here. <laughs> this <laughs> no is the best doubt. show ever, right here. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, she she kind of stumped my stumped, stumped me out, man. With all the, I mean, I had other stuff I wanted to go into. Oh no, this was real. This this was real. Yeah, this, I I couldn't go into that. That you know, just knowing that that uh. She hit some houses, man. I'm trying to tell you. So do y'all want to go to open mic? Do y'all want to go to open mic or what? Yeah, I, well, before, you know, if you got anybody that, that, that uh, has a breast cancer story, because this thing is hitting households. Listen, that, man. That's untouchable. Yeah, well, we think that's untouchable. You know Let me, I, mean? I got I got my thing about, uh, he went through something with his wife and cancer. I got a friend of mine that I grew up with. This guy is younger than me. He's go. He's got cancer right now that he's dealing with. What kind of cancer is it? Uh, is it uh, prostate? Um, I don't know what he's got, but he's a young guy, and uh, it's it's affecting his ability to walk. Um, wow. He's no. not walking. Yeah, he's in bad shape, man. Is it any way? Because my wife don't smoke. You know, we don't smoke. We don't drink. And I and before I thought it was a a doorway or a gateway that this stuff had to had to come through, you know. No, no, cancer. The only it, it, it's hereditary. Some of it's hereditary. Breast cancer uh, is hereditary. They 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 doing research now, and like I was telling on the Facebook post, I know uh, Charles County men for some strange well for a lot of reasons men have a higher chance of getting cancer in Charles County than any other county and a lot of a lot of that is due to the environment and uh the a lot of that is also due for just unknown reasons. I know Savista Hospital uh does free prostate screening for men living in Charles County because so many men are coming up with prostate cancer and they're trying to figure out why. And uh, they think it's because of air quality. It, I mean, it's it's crazy. But cancer is so elusive. You know, it, hereditary. It's anything. There's 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 nothing you can do 
to try to prevent you from getting cancer. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's just, you know, you can live in Alaska with clean air. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you <laughs> still get it. It don't matter. What you just think automatically that is, you know, like in, back in the, what, 10 years ago, they say don't smoke. They had commercials about smoking, and then you end up in, in a wheelchair, and, you know, you got this kind of uh, lung cancer, and, you know, don't, I mean, they got the sturdy general warnings on the cigarettes. And, yeah. Because you, you just, they just point towards that one thing. Yeah, yeah. What they pointed towards. You know several things, and then you stay away all from all the things that they tell you to stay away from, and then all of a sudden one day, hey, you know, it hit this household that's full of God and full of love and full of all these other exciting good things, and then where, where did this come from? Man, you want to know one of the most amazing things about cancer to me is that someone can walk around with terminal cancer and not even know it and live normally. But it's like the moment they find out they got cancer, you know, terminally ill, it's like less than a week they're gone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yet to understand that. Because it only takes one thing to rupture, you know, to make it, make it, and you'll never feel it. But then one day you might lift up and then all of a sudden now you feel it. You know, what I'm saying is they, they live a normal life, but then the moment they find out they got it, they're gone. You know, it's like a week later they're gone. Yeah, so they wait too late. Is when when it when it tells you no. Usually when it tells you, that means it's too late. No, if your body oh. is telling you, you know what I'm saying. You're not hearing what I'm saying. If somebody help me out, somebody else help me out. You you walk around, you living a normal life. You have your annual checkup, and then all of a sudden, or you just have a checkup out the blue, and then they just say, no, you're terminally ill. And in less than a week, you're gone. What if you never had gone to the doctor? Wouldn't you? In my mind, I'm thinking you still would be here. Yeah, price living. Oh, I got you. I got you. But what what baffles me more than that is, I see people smoke their whole life, drink their whole life, sex up the world, and nothing happens to them. Well, something happened to them. You just don't know what it is. But they they ninety years old. Yeah. You know? but... <laughs> they still don't mean it ain't nothing happening to them, and it yeah. don't mean it ain't nothing gonna happen to them. I mean, you just don't know. But my that point is, is they're in the bed. Darren, yeah, you but, know. But my, my, you my, my know. Wait a minute, Darren. Wait a minute, Darren. Yeah. You right. know, in your words. It says that it rains on the just and the unjust. Tell them again. It rains on the just and the unjust. I so, understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I you know? got that. But the, the, it ain't the for point. you to be like, man, that guy, he's doing drugs and, you know, Banging every woman down the street, and ain't nothing happening to him. And here, my wife got breast cancer. No, nah, brother, it ain't like no, that. No, no, it's not. I mean, it's just like you know. Um, I, I've seen a brother that you know. I mean, you he go out and his third time having sex, he got AIDS. You know, or somebody, you know, that that's been living a whole life of just plain sin, 
And right before they die, they say, God, forgive me. And they a 100 years old, and and they've been doing dirt their whole life. I mean, from pimping to prostituting and and from smoking this and trying every kind of thing that you can stick in your arm, nothing happens. And then all of a sudden you're 90, and you say, God, forgive me. You know, I'm dying of 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 uh, old age. That that just it just you know I ain't mad at nobody or nothing like that. But I'm just wondering how they, how they get around the 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 stuff that that get at you. You know. Hey, let me ask you a question. What if our existence came in ten stages, right? And this life on Earth is just one stage. And our way to get to stage two is to say just what you just said. Give your life to Christ. Right? Everything, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is in this stage that you do, you just do it. You don't know, I mean, whether you know better, you don't know better, you sin, whatever the case may be. But in order to get to stage two of this journey, you have to confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Would that make you feel better? Because you said that somebody could do dirt for 100 years and still go to heaven, which would probably be in this scenario stage two, right? Right. So that means you got all of stage one to get it together. You don't know what happens in stage two. Stage two could be a whole another seven or eight millenniums. Well, now you go to the next part, which could be heaven, which could be something else. Now you got to go there and you got to do whatever it is that you have to do to get to stage three. But it could be this part where we're in could be so small, a measurement of time. Well, all you have to do is just get that one thing. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. You see what I'm saying? I think but we put a lot think, of emphasis on a person's life. Do you feel like that's Say it again. Hmm? I think we put a lot of emphasis on a person, how they live their life. That's why God says don't judge. That's his job. No. They see me when they die. They see him. They ain't got to never answer to me. You may kill a million people. You'll never have to answer to me. Even if it's my family, at the end, you'll never have to answer to me. You still got to answer to God. Yeah, never judge. Hmm? I say, yeah, never judge. Never judge. I was always raised to worry about yourself, and that's it. Because well, guess what? I can't pray for you. I can, but I can't. You got to pray for yourself. You got to make that call. <laughs> yeah, Darren, that's that's bad bad mojo, man. You start looking at what everybody else is doing, man, because you're not everybody else. You're Darren. That's that's true. I was just when I was just doing the research on this show topic tonight. I was just finding so many other things that you know how you the internet leads you into other stuff, and then you like yeah. okay, let me look at the percentage of the percentage of this and the percentage of that, and the people that smoke, you know, they tend some of them tend to live, you know, and like you said, it rain on the just and unjust, you know. Uh, I guess yeah. I forgot about that part. Um, yeah, but I was just thinking, you know, wow, that's just. That's crazy. Do you believe that God allow things to happen? Yeah, I believe that the uh, that 
that God sits back and uh, and the people who trust Him, you know, uh, the battle was already won between good and evil because the devil was already kicked out of he- heaven. But um, now it's just how we respond to somebody we can't see. Vice, the devil know he exists, you know. So it, it's up to us to now lean on Him and. and and activate every power in the kingdom of heaven, you know, and believe and trust in that, and see how far we go from there, you know. And uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't take it out on God. I mean, because you know, I found myself asking that question one time. You know, God, where were you when so and so died? And He said the same place I was when my son died on the cross. So once I got that answer, then I was like, oh, well, you, you, you're always there. So I'm good with that. You know, so, so do you believe he's jealous? Huh? Do you believe that he's a jealous God? Oh yeah, most definitely. And and the point I'm trying to get to is that sometimes I was in I was in a place one time where I placed my wife so high that I lost focus of God and God is a jealous God, man. And sometimes he allowed things to happen like when I was going through all the craziness. And he allowed those things to happen in my life, man, because you know, I, I gave her so much praise. I put up so high. But sometimes God has to allow you to see things, and sometimes he'll take things from you or allow things to happen in order for you to get focused back on him. Well, I, I stay focused on God. And whether he, whether my wife stay here or she go, I, I mean, it's still me and God. I'm never going to, you know, uh, I never give up on God because uh, I know he is this and if it's, if it's a reason why if she is removed from me, then, you know, hey, it's a grain of salt to me because I know I'm going to see her again. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, I was just curious, you know, because um, you know, I had some things like that happen, and I've seen so much stuff, so many different things happen in, in different people's lives, man, that um, for those things, you know, um, they, you know they, they just lose total focus sometimes, man. And uh, I did that before. And I felt the repercussions of it, man. It wasn't a good feeling, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, um, I think it was you, Darren, who mentioned Job. Right? I think you mentioned Job's wife, what happened to Job's wife, right? You said that right. Right. So when you think about that and you think about... um, the question that he asked you was, do you think God allows these things to happen? And that's why I brought it up, because you talked about Job. Exactly, exactly. So so these things and more things are supposed to happen, but I think that we're shielded from a lot of things that could happen. You know what I mean? But right now you may be playing, and that's why I said I believe that at some point something's supposed to come through for you, something good. But right now, you know, you could, I mean, it could be a, a, a Job example. You just said, you know, regardless what happens, you know, you will never curse your God. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he threw this at you. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe something else may come at you. I don't know. You know, but as long as you stand your ground, I think the fruits of whatever it is that you're dealing with is going to come to come to pass. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but a lot of people are mis 
mis uh, misunderstand that you know, like you know, they think I'm cold because I, I don't show no emotion towards uh, certain things, towards anything rather. Because I, I mean, and I think that my wife get twisted into that too because she thinks that you know that you're not showing any emotion that you don't love. You don't love me, or you don't love this, or you don't love that, or you don't love him or her. And I'm like, hey, I love everybody, you know, but and I, you know, on different levels. But just because I don't cry at the drop of a dime, or if I don't, you know, uh, do backflips when something bad or good happens, then that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, like just like when I was, I was, uh, I was asked to join to be a part of a household stress, you know. And I came home and I told my wife, and she was like, you know, backflip. I mean, she didn't do no backflip, but she was calling all her friends and trying to figure out what we could do next and first and second and then. And, and I'm like, you know, wow, I can't believe that, you know, you got more excitement. Well, she said, I can't believe it. I got more excitement about this than you do. So I said, no, I'm, I'm very excited. She said, well, why are you not showing it? And I'm like, I am showing it. I'm telling you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. No big deal. Yeah, but that's that's just me, you know, I just told her, you know, that's that's how I am, but you know. No big but deal, man, it's just household stress. It's no big deal. I mean yeah. Oh no 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 no. It, it is a big deal. <laughs> it's a huge deal, you know, but it's just that yeah, she just was she was like, Why are you not calling people? Why are you not doing this? And I was like, 'Cause you're gonna call everybody, you know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she 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 the one got the barbershop for us and telling all her friends about everything and I'm like, wow, girl, you 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 should join the team, you know. And she, <laughs> she so she she's part of it, man, for real. That's right. She is part of it. She's part of. She's gonna be part of it. She's already proven that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So you know who you're married to. Oh, yeah. If you didn't know by the night, you know the night. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know what I mean? So I think that the question has to be that we throw it out to the group. Do we know who we're married to, even in the event that we may have not had a tragedy? Or a, or, or let me not say a tragedy. Let me just say a life-altering test. Do we know who we married to? Do we know how they're going to fare under these rough conditions? So you're saying, but for the life-altering test, we may not know for sure. You may not know. I go out on a limb and say a lot of us don't know. We're assuming and we're hoping. I'm hoping. I'm mm-hmm. hopeful. Because it could be me, man, with, you know, prostate, colon, <laughs> Whatever, blood, cancer, whatever, something something happened, you know. And I may not be able to walk, not be able to perform. You know, my wife's ten years younger than me. She might be like, well, you know, it's been good. It is what it is, man. <laughs> And I think that was the whole point. That was the whole point of this subject, man, because it's uh, 
a lot of us don't know. I mean, I really believe a lot of us don't really know until something happens that's a that that can be a, a catastrophe, and then you know you really don't see that person until um, until that happens. You really don't see the real person until that happens. Mhm. That's when it all come out. You think you know, but you don't know. You're just hopeful. You know, especially if you weren't the best spouse, and then you get sick. Especially if you're one of those do it my way at the highway type people, and she despised you, but she just hung in there because it was easier to stay than to go. And then you get sick. You know. What was that movie? Tyler Perry's first movie? Remember Tyler Perry's first movie? For the dude who was a lawyer, but he was a prick. Yeah. I remember that. And then he got shot. And the wife was like, well, you're still my husband, so I got to stay here even though I hate you and you threw me out in the rain. I remember that. I forgot what the name of that was. Bad by myself? No, it wasn't. I can do bad by myself. It, it, it was. Can can I do bad? No. Uh, 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 diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. She almost killed him, though. But she almost drowned him. She <laughs> she hung in, in that him. big pool. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, we don't know. So the the. The way it sounds right now, Dan, you're one up on all of us. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. If you want to see it that way, you one up. All this, all this stuff that you deal with, you're one up because you know what you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right. I guess we could go to open mic then. Y'all want to? Sure. Give me a second. <clears throat> <clears throat> 